Every praise, every praise to our God. 
voice your uh, vote and make your voice known uh, as it relates to who you want to represent you. Let's pray to the Lord together this morning and look to him together as we look uh, to him to bless us and provide for us with what we stand in need of. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your many blessings and how you continue to bless us and continue to make ways for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us through another week. And Lord, thank you for your protection and your guidance and your provision in our lives. Lord, thank you for how you brought us and you kept us from danger, Satan, and unseen. Uh, and thank you, Lord, for how you continue to uh, make ways for us out of no ways and divinely protect us and uh, how you divinely provide for us even in the midst of inflation and all that's taking place in our world today. We've joined together this morning and we have assembled ourselves some personally uh, virtually, we've assembled ourselves to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. And Lord, we pray that all that we do and say will bring glory and honor yeah. to your name. And even those worshiping virtually this morning, right there in their homes, wherever they may be, let them lift you up with joyful singing and, and may they lift their voices up to you uh, for your many blessings to them and how you continue to bless us all. Lord, give us a spirit of thankfulness. Lord, this month is a season where we celebrate Thanksgiving. We know, Lord, that every day is a day of Thanksgiving, and every month is a month of Thanksgiving. It's, we do pray, Lord, this month that you give us a special, uh, special sense of Thanksgiving in our hearts to know how uh, how thankful we should be for yeah, your goodness and your grace to us, Lord. And Lord, help us to reflect over our lives for all the many blessings you've already bestowed upon us. And be thankful for every good thing that you have given us in our lives. Lord, we do pray, Lord, I know many have special needs that they have that they need to give to you this morning. Give them the, the faith, the courage, and the humility to cast their cares on you, Lord, for you care. May your past faithfulness inspire us to trust you in and above all things, even beyond what we see. Lord, help us to trust you above everything and trust what you have said. Trust that we are the head, not the tail. Trust that we are overcomers, uh, that, that we are uh, over and not beneath. Lord, that, that we are more than conquerors through you who loved us. Lord, those experiences, uh, financial issues or health issues, Lord, or family issues, Lord, touch them all. So bless our communities. Touch them. Our communities and have those communities to stay safe. And Lord, be lifted up in all that we do and say, be glorified in our lives. That people may see you in our lives and be drawn to you and a relationship with you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to continue to encourage you to participate yeah, in family Lord. worship. That's that time of you and your family coming together once a week to uh, talk about what you sense God is saying and doing in your family. Uh, to know more about family worship, we always encourage you to go to our website, ChristAssemblyChurch.org forward slash forward slash resources forward slash family dash worship. We're in a new month of birthdays and anniversaries, and so if you're uh, celebrating a birthday or anniversary this month, we say God blesses. Let's give a hand clap for all our birthdays and anniversaries this month. 
Uh, thank the Lord for all of you that are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this month. You should be receiving something in the mail from us. Uh, know that our prayers and our well wishes are with you throughout your month. Uh, this uh, Tuesday, we are going to forego Bible study since it is election uh, day. This Tuesday, we want to make sure that we uh, eliminate any barriers for anyone that has not gone out to vote, to go out and get out and vote. Uh, make sure that your voice is heard. Uh, we do have uh, our notes for this Bible study, uh, uh, for Tuesday night Bible study that has been broadcast through our internal meetings and shared with you guys. Uh, but we won't actually meet for a Tuesday night Bible study. Uh, instead, go and make your voice heard if you have not already done so. And let's be in prayer for the election and be in prayer for our elected officials and ask God to continue to provide lead and guide uh, our world and our nation. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's that time of the service where we can all participate. It's giving time. And so we give you, we, uh, we give you the opportunity to give to the Lord's work in the lives of others. And so seek the Lord what you would have you to give. And uh, let's give it. You can scan that QR code on the seat in front of you. Come around with your mask on. Give it all the pledge. You can scan these QR codes on the screen. Or you can go to Cash App, Dollar Sign, Christ Assembly Church. Let's give to the name of the Lord and His work in the lives of others this morning. And let's give with joy in our hearts. Continue to make ways for us 
And Lord, we pray that each and every one of us have taken a portion of your goodness that you have extended to us and have sought to pass on a little bit of that goodness to others. And may this offering be used for the forwarding of your kingdom and may it be used uh, to be a blessing to others and may it be used so that it will uh, make a difference in lives uh, so that you ultimately get all the praise, the honor, and the glory. All things come from you, O oh Lord, and of your own have we given back to you. Lord, continue to help us to be good stewards over every good gift you have given to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Christ Assembly. Good morning. What a proud morning it is to be able to stand before you and sing God's praises once again. Amen. Amen. Why should I feel discouraged?
So, Lord, for some that may be to exercise their faith beyond what they see, for others it may be to have some joy in the midst of sorrow that they may be experiencing. For others it may be uh, to repent and turn back to you and get their uh, lives back on track with you. But whatever it may be that you're speaking to our hearts, may it be very clear to each and every one of us what you're calling us to do. As always, we ask that you bless our minds to understand, our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to feel and be impacted by what we hear and our hands to do and feet will walk in the things you call us to that we may not be just hearers of your word, but doers of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I got chapter 1, starting with verse number 15. I got chapter 1, verse number 15. On the 24th day of the month, in the sixth month, in the second year of Darius the king, starting chapter 2, verse 1, in the seventh month, on the 21st day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Speak to Zerubbabel, the son of Shentiel, the governor of Judah, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to all the remnant of the people, and say, Who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it nothing? in your eyes. Amen. This is the word of the Lord for the church and the church said praise, praise be, to be to God. I want to talk this morning about when it seems your best days are behind you. When it seems that your best days are behind you. You know at times in our lives we uh we take a long evaluation of our lives and we think about our lives and reflect over our lives. And at times in our lives, we can compare and contrast where we are currently in, uh, in contrast or comparison to where we used to be. And for some of us, you can look back over your life and say, as we like to say in church sometime, I may not be where I ought to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. But there are others of us, and there are times in each and every one of our lives where we compare and contrast our present with our past, and sometimes where we presently are doesn't seem as good as where we used to be. Where we presently are seems to be a backstep from where we used to be. Where we used to be seems far better than where we currently are. I don't know if you've ever experienced that in your life where you find yourself doing an inventory of your life. Doing this comparison and contrast and you may say, it sometimes seems like the best days are behind. 
I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Maybe you have grown older in your age and have come to the realization that you got more years behind you than you do in front of you. And it may cause you to say, it seems that my best days are behind. Maybe you're longing for the years past where you could do things that you're no longer physically able to do anymore and you say, my best days have passed behind. Maybe you look at maybe where you used to stay in contrast to where you currently stay and you say, it was far better back then and it seems as though my best days are behind. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but in life you can find that you go through periods in your life where it seems that your best years have now passed you behind. They're far gone and it doesn't seem like what ahead of you is, is as good as what you have left behind you. Such was the case for Judah this morning. They found themselves having come back out of captivity, having been enslaved for about 70 years to a nation called the, the Babylonians, and they had the hard task of rebuilding their lives and literally found themselves coming back to broken lives. They found themselves coming back to their houses being in shambles. They found themselves coming back to uh, seeing their city that had been ransacked. And they came back to uh, uh, lives that now were broken. Families that had been broken. Families that now were broken apart. Some people in their families had gone into captivity but not made it out of captivity and now somehow they were supposed to pick up the broken pieces and rebuild their lives again. And they found themselves with the hard task of rebuilding their lives and, and picking up the pieces and moving forward and many of them felt like what was behind them was far greater than what was ahead of them. Many of them felt like their best days were behind them. Yeah. How in the world could anything good be ahead of them when they were coming back to their lives literally in shambles? And so they found themselves doing a comparison and contrast with where they currently were as opposed to where they used to be. And they found that where they currently was, was seriously lacking. They were doing the comparison and contrast. And God would have to use the prophet Haggai to speak to his people to encourage them to go through the process of restoration and rebuilding their lives and picking up the broken pieces. And he would send Haggai to go to the people. He would send Haggai to go to their leaders and to go to the people and go to their spiritual leaders and encourage them to pick up the broken pieces that their best days were not behind them. 
but they still had something to look forward to ahead of them. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. Maybe this sermon's not for you, but maybe you need to tag it away. Because there's going to come a time in your life where you look in your life currently and you may feel like there's certain parts of your life where the best days are behind you. Yeah. But when you find yourself feeling that way, yeah. uh, it's in these times where, where, where our best days seem to be gone. Notice the passage says that Haggai in the seventh month, in the 21st day of the month of the seventh of the seventh of the of the, uh, the seventh month, the 21st day of the seventh month, he was sent to Israel, to Judah, to give them a word. Haggai, notice who he goes to. He had to go to Zerubbabel, son of Shittai, the governor. He had to go to Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat. And he goes to the remnant, the leftover people who are still alive after having been in captivity. The Lord sends Haggai to them to speak a word to them. They felt like their best days were gone. And I think it's significant this morning who Haggai is sent to because and many of these individuals that Haggai was sent to represent things in our lives today that we feel like our best days may be behind us. Haggai was sent to Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the governor of Judah. And in our current climate, we see a lot of political things happening. And it causes us to wonder, are our best days behind us? It causes us to wonder, will America be able to go on? Will she survive? Will she continue to be this great nation? Will she continue to move forward? Can we sustain this great nation in a current climate of division where we cannot come together and work together? It causes many to say, maybe our best days are behind us. Then others... Uh, Haggai was called to Zerubbabel, but he was called to Joshua, uh, the, the, the priest. Uh, he, he was called to Joshua, and he had to tell Joshua an encouraging word because many times in our own spiritual lives, we can feel like our best days are behind us. Maybe you can look back in maybe when you first came to the Lord and how vibrant your relationship with God used to be. And now it seems dull, dark, and gloomy and dismal. It feel like you can't feel His presence. You don't feel anything anymore. And you feel like your best days are behind you. Maybe it could even be in a church where you compare and contrast what you used to do and what you could do and the impact you used to have. Maybe the members you used to have and you compare and contrast and say, maybe the best days are behind. Even pre-pandemic versus post-pandemic when it's hard to get people to recommit to getting back in the fight. You say, well, maybe best days are behind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Her God was called
told to go to these individuals, Jerubbabel, Joshua. They were also called to go to the remnant, the people left over after having been uh, uh, quarantined and taken into captivity by another nation. Here they are picking up their broken lives, looking at literally their houses destroyed, their city destroyed, going by and riding by the supermarket that used to be there that's not there anymore, riding by the church building that used to be there, but now that has been destroyed. And literally looking at their own family and remembering cousin such and such and brother such and such and sister such and such who went into captivity but didn't make it out. And they were looking at their families and saying maybe our best days are behind us. I don't know who I'm preaching to, and sometimes this happens in your marriage where you've been married for a significant amount of time, and you feel like the light in, the, the, in your marriage is gone, that your best days are behind. Maybe it's in your parenting when you feel like your children are now getting older, and you can't make an impact on them like you used to, and you feel like that relationship is not what it used to be, and you say, best days are behind. Maybe it's in your career and you find yourself in a dead-end career where you don't see much opportunity for more expansion or increasing uh, on the ladder. You find yourself faced in a dead-end in a job that you don't know is solvent or not. You find yourself wondering are my best days behind? Maybe you're in life and you're at an age and you're getting older and older and coming to the glimpse of the reality of getting older and not being able to physically do what you used to do. And it's reminding you that you're getting old and you say to yourself, well, I guess I'll just go and do nothing and sit down somewhere because maybe my best days are behind. That's where they were. Yeah. Their best days seemed long gone. Yeah. But it's during these times that the Lord sends somebody to help us, to remind us of what his word is to us. He sends Haggai to Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the remnant. And Haggai has a message from the Lord. He asked the question, who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? Uh, and, and, and now does it seem as nothing to you? They were looking at the temple where they would go and worship. It had been destroyed and leveled to the ground. And they were looking at it and now had been had rebuilt. And, and they had begun to rebuild. But the, the temple that they rebuilt didn't look like the one that they had. It, it was a lot smaller. They, they had a great cathedral before. But this new temple looked more like a, a small house church and, and, and many who went into captivity and made it through captivity was looking at what they had now this small house looking church in comparison to the cathedral that they used to have and they said this is nothing and, and Haggai asked him how many of you saw what 
what you used to have and compare it with what you currently have and see it as nothing. But when you're in that situation, God has a word for you. When you compare and contrast what you used to have with what you have, and you see what you, you claim and, and, and see what you currently have as though it is nothing, God's word to us is to be strong. Do I have a witness here? Verse number four, it says, yet now, be strong. Yeah. I don't know who I'm talking to, yeah. but that's the word of the Lord for you this morning. Yeah. Be strong. Yeah. Be strong even though it seems like your best days are behind you. Yeah. Be strong. Yeah. Take courage even though you seem like the, the best of your years are behind you. Be strong. Take courage. Uh, even though you seem like your best days are behind you and there's nothing but 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 lesser in front of you, God's word is to be strong. Yeah. What is it to be strong? Be strong, those who rule the bell, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua. Be strong, Remnant. You notice in that verse that God has to tell them three times because many times when we get in our ruts, we don't get it the first time. So he has to keep telling us over and over and over, be strong, be strong, be strong. Keep going, keep moving, be strong. You know what it is to be strong, don't you? To be strong is to know God is with you. That's what he says. Be strong. Uh, and work. He says work there. Work for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. And I remember my covenant that I made with you. When, whenever you feel like your, your best days are behind you, God's word to you is to be strong and know that he's with you. Have the assurance and understanding that he is still with you no matter what it looks like. That he has not abandoned you, though what you currently see does not compare to what you used to have. He is still right there. He's still there with you. Be strong is knowing he's with you. And being strong is to trust his word over circumstances. He said, I remember the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. And what I want you to do is to remember the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. What did I tell you? That as long as you trusted me, I would be with you. Do I have a witness here? And he said, I have forgot what I said. And it's God's way of saying, I'm going to do what I said because I haven't forgotten what I said. The question is, will you trust what I have said despite what you see? Will you trust me despite what you see? Man, that's what being strong is. Will you trust God when you don't feel well? Yeah. 
when you trust God, when you don't see the results, when you trust God, when you don't get the recognition, when you trust God, despite what it looks like, when you trust God, even though you don't know what the future holds, when you trust God, even when you feel like you're at a dead end, when you trust God because of what he said, being strong is to trust God and know he's with you. But being strong is one other thing. Being strong will cause you to get to work. Do our witness here. Notice what he said. He said, work for I am with you. Work for I am with you. Notice when you feel like your best days are behind you, you need to know and be strong. And if you're, if you're strong, if you're being strong, it will cause you to get to work. Yeah. See, this is our problem because when it feels like our best days are behind us, we feel like it's time to go somewhere and sit down. Do I have a witness? <laughs> we feel like it's time to go somewhere. Well, I guess my day is gone. It's time for somebody else to take it on up. Do I have a witness here? When, when you feel like your best days are behind, it causes you to be inactive. And when you are inactive, it results in less results. It results in less changes. Do I have a witness? Which result in more emotional deflation, which causes more inactivity, which causes less results, which results in more emotional deflation, which causes more inactivity, which causes no results, which results in, you don't hear me this morning, we find ourselves in a revolving cycle that the more we feel our best days are behind, the less active we become, and the less active we become, the less changes we see in our lives. And God's answer to us this morning uh -huh. is to be strong. Yeah. And if you're being strong, yeah. you'll get to work. Yeah. You'll get to work despite what you see. Yeah. And that's God's word to us this morning. Be strong, trust, and know what I have said. Yeah. That I'm going to do what I have said. Yeah. But know being strong is for you to get up off your derriere yeah. and get to work. Yeah. Even if you feel like your best days are behind. Yeah. Get to work. Yeah. If you feel like your best days are behind in your marriage, get to work. Yeah. Rekindling that marriage. Do yeah. you hear me this morning? Yeah. If you feel like your best days are behind as it relates to your relationship with your children, get to work. Yeah. Reconnecting with your children. Uh, if you feel like you're in a dead end in your career, don't be stagnant. Uh, don't get, don't just settle. Get to work. Challenge yourself. Advance yourself. Take a class. Look at a YouTube. Get a skill that you didn't have before. Refuse to stay where you are. Get to work. That's why I have a witness here. If you feel like you're at an age where you can't do what you used to do, therefore you can't do anything.
today. God's word to you this morning, get to work. If you can't do what you used to do, that doesn't mean do nothing. It means do what you can do. Do what's in your ability to do. If you're really being strong, you'll get to work. I get sometimes some folk ask me, I don't know how you keep on doing it. I'm going to tell you how I keep on doing it. I keep on doing it because I keep trusting what God said. And because I trust what he said, I stay at work. Be strong. Yeah. And get to work. And get to work. Yeah. And I've done this morning, but the Lord's word to us this morning, when you feel like your best days are behind. Be strong. And when you're strong, you'll get to work. And guess what? God will shake things up in your life. Will you refocus your efforts on making him first? I said God will shake things up in your life when you refocus your efforts to make him first. I'm done. Verse 69, what does he say? For thus says the Lord, yet once more, in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations so that the treasures of the nations will come to you. I will fill this house. Yeah. I know it looks like a little shack in comparison to the cathedral that you used to have. But I'm going to fill this house. Do I have a witness here? I will fill this house with my glory. And thus says the Lord. I got to go verse 9. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord. That's God's way of saying what I'm about to do is far greater than what I did before. You, when you look at the little shack you got now, what I'm going to do in this little shack is far greater than everything that I did in the cathedral before. You don't hear me this morning. When you, when you trust God and when you're strong and you stay with your hands to the plow, God will shake things up. He'll move heaven and earth and shake some things. It will cause you to, I wish I had a witness here. It will cause you to break through barriers that you feel like you can't get beyond. But when you, it's got to happen after you refocus your efforts to making him first. You see, chapter 2 comes after chapter 1. What happens in chapter 1? In chapter 1, they had to refocus their attention on worshiping God and worshiping Him in the way that He commanded. And when they committed themselves to focusing and worshiping God and making Him first and making Him primary in their lives, guess what? Then comes chapter 2. That's our problem. We want good glory. We want a great future, but we don't want to put God first. Do I have a witness here? But he said, when you make me first, when you refocus your efforts on pleasing me, I will shake the heavens. I will shake the earth. And I'll move some things in your life. He says, whatever you need, everything that you need, it belongs to me. Belongs to me. The silver belongs to me. Health belongs 
is here. Restoration in your marriage or your family belongs to me. And if it belongs to me, I am the one who can supply it to you. You don't hear me today. Whatever you need, refocus your attention on worshiping God and honoring God. And he will say some stuff. I don't know who I'm talking to. But if you're in here this morning, and you need God to shake some stuff up in your life, then put it first. If you need God to shake some stuff up in your life, maybe you ought to wave your hand, despite what you feel. If you need God to shake some stuff up in your life, maybe you ought to put those hands together, even when you don't feel like it. Yes, Lord. The less results Hallelujah. you're going to see. Yes, Lord. 
keep you in this revolving circle. Oh, and yeah. Get more and more deflated. Uh -huh. And then less results. Yeah. No activity. Yeah. No. You just keep going. Uh -huh. Until one day, yeah. you'll realize all the time you wasted. Yeah. Complaining yeah. about yeah. what you yeah. have versus what you used to have. Yeah. When you could have been using that yeah. time to make some changes and watch God shape things up in your life. Yes, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. When it seems like your best days are behind you, trust God, be strong, and get to work. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Thank you, God. It's all right. For your many blessings. Thank you for all your blessings, Lord. Lord, those who feel like thank you, Jesus. their best days are behind. Lord, oh, thank you, Jesus. Give them faith. Yes, Lord. To know. Yes, Lord. They can trust you today. Yes, Jesus. For a brighter future. Oh, yeah. They can trust you. Yes. Lord. That what is coming is better than what's being. Yes. They can trust you that what is ahead of them yes. is far greater than what's behind. Yes. But Lord, it comes with us being strong to trust your word. It comes with us allowing that strength to keep us working. So, Lord, help us to do what you're calling us to in our lives and our marriages, whatever we change, wherever changes are needed in our lives. Help us to get to work. Put you first. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for each person gathered here today. Blessings, family. Touch the people when they stand in need of you. We bless you today, Lord. Because of who you are. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. You provide for us. Doesn't matter what the economy is, you provide for us. Doesn't matter what the boss man or the job says, you provide. Even beyond what the doctor says, you provide. So we pray that by faith today, my best days are Wait to see Thank you. what you're going to do in each and every Yes, no.
Can you praise God?
and let's get prepared for communion. Those worshiping in person can come around and receive um, the elements, and then we, once everyone has received the elements, we will commune together.